Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bone Zone, the show where we talk about bones and dudes who want a bone. I am one of your co-hosts, Jack Smith, along with the delightful Zen Lu. Hi, buddy. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. I Especially after this episode. Oh, boy. I'm feeling high on life. <laughs> That's why you have two drinks next to you. <laughs> Honestly, I actually didn't hate it this time around. I I don't know if I'm just like out of it or because I had to work today. So I was mm. like a little grumpy. But oh. taking, I took a lot of notes. I think I usually take like four pages of notes. I have five pages of notes. Maybe I, I think it's more on me because I think I just did too much stuff in detail. Well, I think there were a lot more like weird story arcs, like plot points yeah. in this one for sure. Because it wasn't even just like the central case yeah. or murder. There was like a lot around it in the periphery yeah. that we had to follow. There was. So um, so season one, episode 14, The Man on the Fairway. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Which, by the way, I was like, fairway? And I was like, oh, is that what they call the thing that people <laughs> golf on? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was a lesson for me. <laughs> I learned a lot Sports. today. <laughs> um, so we start off in a golf court cart. Um, Zach and Bones mm-hmm. uh, zooming on zooming onto the golf course in their full body Jeffersonian suits, totes. My first comment is, "Did Zach get a Dorothy Hamill haircut?" <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what happened?" I feel like he usually looks so sloppy, and his hair looks a little gross a lot of the time. But uh, it actually looked kind of maintained and like kind of not like cut in a cool style it's, for sure it's but like good yeah but at least like cleaned up so it wasn't like all over the place in his eyeballs and everything and so True. i was like oh wow did they trim his hair <laughs> i mean i thought bones's hair looked good her hair was actually looking really good this episode i yeah. did notice that especially when it was down they clearly like did um it's not called a blowout or is it called a blowout when they like do all like the, the styling lot, yeah it was very styled yeah. and it looked very sleek and cute when yeah. it was put back really beautiful big waves it looked yeah. very nice yeah there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. um so zach automatically starts complaining about investigating without booth yeah that's one of like the themes is this uh episode is his relationship or one might say non-relationship with yeah. booth which i want to say right at the top is mm. abusive or at the very least, if not abusive, it's definitely like everyone like on the show seems to think it's funny that Booth is doing this to Zach. And I'm like, this it's is very just mean. condescending and disrespectful. Actually. Yeah. Like just, he's helping you. Yeah. Just don't be friends. And that's fine. You don't have to be like this. Just be cordial. Yeah. 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 Uh, you don't have to interact with them very much to begin with, really. Yeah. Um. So. Because the weird thing is, Booth is not with them. They're going together. Um, and they get to the crime scene. And there's a large private jet that has obviously crashed onto this golf course. Um, and Zach has just a weird attitude when talking to people. Ugh, I hated to be this like, intro. Can you relax, bro? I was thinking about how the last episode we had commented on how he wasn't really around and he showed up for like 30 seconds. And I was like, now there's too much Zach. It's <laughs> like he's, he's got full Zach, guys. You got to pull it back. It's like they like traded off him not being there last time for him to being there too much this time. And he just kept making terrible, like doing the whole typical like, I'm a scientist. I don't know how to talk to people. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because um, at a certain point, he apologizes for being rude. 
um, kind of. And he makes the excuse that usually they have an FBI agent who, quote, like, mediates their interpersonal interactions. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. nerd. <laughs> right. And then he's also really rude because, so they get called to this crime scene clearly because they're the best of the best. Right, right, right. And, like, this was, like, a whole, what we find out later is there's, like, diplomats on board this mm-hmm. private plane that crashed so the state department called them in to be like yep. we need to figure this out asap but booth just wasn't involved because this didn't have to do with the fbi right um but yeah so he's like sitting there complaining the whole time and then when they get there like one of the first things he says to because he mentions up top like the ntsb is there the faa right. is there right. he's like why did you call us like we're super elite just so you know like why do you need us here specifically and the guy's just like rightfully like yeah. fuck you yeah this is an important case there's been deaths and you know don't be an asshole <laughs> yeah. there are guys from the state department and some like chinese uh attache diplomat whatever people um so while they're looking around the crash site bones finds a femur bone chip mm-hmm. that isn't charred because all these bodies are yeah. just barbecued oh boy um, and so she's like, whoa, 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 this clearly was not part of, you know, the people on the plane. What's up with this? Yeah, I actually laughed because Zach was in such a pissy little mood and then it was rude to everyone, like being all like, we're elite. And then he like finally gets kind of pushed off his high horse a little bit. So they start to look at the scene and he's like, well, obviously the bodies are burnt to a crisp. I was like, all right, Zach, great professional opinion, dude. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're so elite. <laughs> An idiot. But yeah. Um, so they're talking about like, wow, what are the odds that mm. at the same time this plane crashed and all these people burned to death? Um, oh, well, they might have died on impact and then burned later. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that they burned to death. That's, that's very grim. But, um, but like, what are the odds that someone else was just here also somehow like killed in the crash, but right. completely unrelated? Right. So Dr. Goodman, they get back to the office. Dr. Goodman has pulls in the crew uh for a private meeting and tells them about the two chinese attaches on the plane why angela needs to be there i don't know but you know they just find a way to force her character in there which is fine um it turns out there are five people like on the official plane manifest but they found six bodies so they're like oh shit we gotta find out who the sixth person is Mm -hmm. but because none of these people can just do their jobs and take an order Bones is all pissy and it's like, um, well, what about these bone chips? And Dr. Goodman's yeah. like, yeah, that's cool, but there was a sixth mystery person on this fucking plane. Yeah. So maybe just do like I tell you because I'm your boss. Right. And investigate to find out who this sixth person was. How is that not interesting? I don't... Like, I'd be like, oh, shit, I definitely want to find out that. Well, and also what I found super stupid was, like, her whole point was, like, these people cried... Or died. Mm -hmm. Cried. They also (laughs) probably cried while they were dying. Sorry. (laughs) Guys, sorry. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) (laughs) These people died, and, like, they... There's still, like... I mean, I guess there's not a real case to be solved from her perspective, but they still need to be identified. That's, like, largely what she does for her job. So I don't know why this is unusual. all the time. Right. She's constantly going to these sites of major tragedies to identify people. That's, like, her thing. Yeah. So, like, she should understand the gravity of the State Department wanting to understand, like, oh, this very unusual circumstance of two Chinese attaches Mm -hmm. and then, like, this businessman and, like, all this mysterious stuff happening. Like, that's important to know. Yeah. Um, And it's not like Dr. Goodman was, like, 
don't ever investigate this other thing. Right. He literally was just like, yeah, I recognize there's like a separate murder because the, bo- the point was the bone shards like showed evidence of like being hacked right. apart. So it was right, clearly right. dismemberment. It was clearly murder. So she got really high and like on her high horse. Wow, this is the second time I've said high horse. Um, <laughs> and she was just like, um, this is a murder. I think that supersedes politics. And I'm like, no. And also, even so, like you can. He never said you can't ever you investigate that later. Prioritize this yeah. thing. All he said was worry about this one first. And like, also politics. Like, you might not. That could have been a murder, depending on who right. that sixth person was. The whole you don't point know. was they didn't know it was like this a crazy How assassination. Do you know? Yeah. How yeah. Do you know someone didn't bring a bomb on that plane. She was like, this who is just have been politics. On and I'm like. This could be like a, a like a a huge event, a political like the geopolitical issue, right? Yeah. And then like China and the U.S. could be like at odds, yeah. which is not shockingly where we are now. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? I'm just like, why yeah. is she downplaying this? Like this doesn't matter. And I feel like on any other day, as if she's real, she'd be like, oh yeah, it's important that we find out who this right. is. But because this other thing just happens to interest her more, right. she doesn't want to do it. And I just cannot imagine speaking to my boss the way that these people speak to their boss i could never be like listen tom look like i just i'm gonna do like yeah no but that's why i also thought it was so weird and out of character like i i don't know if we've again because i'm clearly blacking out the first 13 episodes of the show but like i don't think in the past there's ever been an issue where if she wanted to find out something like they didn't let her she just had to make sure she did the main case as well so just do like he's not saying to you you're not allowed he's just saying we need this answer asap so like just do both most of the time she gets to do whatever the hell she wants yeah so like come on girl anyways whatever yeah no i also didn't get like they were basically engineering out of nothing a reason for them all to be secretly going behind dr yes. goodman's back poor dr goodman because then everyone is like we need to investigate this more important murder who gives a fuck about these dead people in the plane apparently i wrote in all caps why does no one respect dr goodman because <laughs> i do <laughs> and it makes me mad well dr goodman was also mad he got mad a lot in this episode which i thought was pretty funny i don't blame him yeah no i would feel the same at one point i wrote mr goodman and then i crossed it out and wrote doctor because oh, i was like goodness. Why aren't you paying this man the respect he deserves? <laughs> I did think it was funny. I didn't write it down exactly the quote, but like in the conversation when she starts pushing back and she's mm. like, no, I want to investigate this other murder. Like, and everyone else is kind of like, yeah, we want to. Um, I think Dr. Goodman's like, okay, just to be clear, like I'm not, this isn't a negotiation. Like I'm not asking for right. opinions. I, I've made the decision. I'm telling you what the answer is. Yeah. Like, so this is what you're going to do. And I was like, Ooh, he just like pulled out his giant dick and like flopped it on the table. Like, I wish he did. <laughs> Cause maybe then they'd listen. Cause that's the thing is he's very, he like, he was very, um, like respectful and stuff when he yeah. said it, he was never yeah. unprofessional in any way. Unlike all of them in the most polite possible way. He was just like, you're not in your opinion. Doesn't matter here. Yeah. And I've decided this is, it's not even him deciding it's the government, right? It's not in any way him. <laughs> He's just like, this is what I'm being told. We have to do this. I am merely the vessel. And also, I can only assume the Jeffersonian is a government-funded institution. Yes. Shouldn't you want to do these things yes. f- for the people who are funding you? Like, what skin off your back is it to just, like, help them figure out this stuff? And it, It's in literally her job. It ultimately ended up taking them about 30 seconds anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> 
plug him into the Angelator, Angelatron, whatever the fuck that thing is called. Oh, I have a lot of issues with this episode. Um, so Bones updates Booth because it's a murder, but he was like, and she drags him into it. She tells him about it, and he's like, "I can't investigate that. That does not fall under like the purview of what the FBI does." And I believe also we just talked about this in the last episode, at the beginning of the last episode, where she was like, "Why are we here? Mm-hmm. This is a seemingly a gang shooting." And he starts rattling off why. Maybe you should have let him finish because. Yeah. Clearly, you don't understand what his job is. Well, remember that great singer where he was like, the FBI doesn't have jurisdiction over golf courses. And she's like, who does? And he's like, I don't know, the PGA. <laughs> Good one, Booth. <laughs> I think I like Booth in this one. They had a lot. Like, this is the episode where I was like, oh, you can really see the characters, those two getting to the groove of their yes. kind of dynamic. Yes. But um, yeah, no, I was like, all right. So um, he kind of teases her about... Um, missing investigating stuff with him and she's like mm-hmm, no but clearly she does yeah it's not it's, she's not doing a good job it's lying. the beginning of them really starting to flirt yes like weirdly in my head i was like ha ha <laughs> gotcha. just eight more seasons of this to go <laughs> um so while they're chatting bones is told that there's someone in her office and she goes in there and this motherfucker Named Jesse Kane is in there. Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't think he was that good looking. He looked like uh, young James Spader. Oh. I guess I could kind of see that. The hair color. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine. It's okay. just the recurring thing where everyone like references his good looks and I'm like, mm. He's cute. Yeah, no, he's cute. I just, like, just like, why? All right. Yeah, anyway, sorry. I, I don't know why I need to like really make that point right now. <laughs> it's like really critical that everyone knows that I don't think this guy is good looking. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. Uh, yeah, I think he just, I just, well, I think. I, I just, think his character is very annoying. That's the thing. So I if hated his character. His wasn't character. annoying, it would be different but he sucks i immediately was against him from the get-go in my notes i was like watch out for this guy he's suspicious i don't like him um so jesse kane is a missing persons expert i guess who thinks that the bone fragments that they found on the golf cars course why i don't know why i can't say a's and o's and something it's okay you've had a long day oh man on the golf course is this a Connecticut accent that I didn't think existed? <laughs> Golf course? <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. Is she drunk? <laughs> um, so he thinks that the bone fragments that they fa- found on the golf course are of his dad. I don't think we ever actually find out how he knows about this. But presumably he has contacts all over the place. I think at some point somebody asks him, like, how the fuck? I think maybe Booth confronts him. And he's just like, I have connections. Like, I hear things. Because the local police and stuff. Just like a very vague non-answer. But yeah, he's like a a missing persons expert because Mm -hmm. his dad mysteriously went missing five years ago. And basically the police gave up on the case, like, after a couple months when there were no leads. So Mm -hmm. ever since then, he's had to be his own advocate to push law enforcement to actually investigate and then apparently in the process of doing so became like really knowledgeable about the right. process of investigations and then and I somewhat guess, well known right because apparently he i guess he would come into contact with a lot of other victims families mm-hmm. who were also having similar problems like he was having and then he would like like 
give lectures about that yeah. or something like talk to them about it like teach them stuff so yeah it did seem a little slimy but at the same time i was like i guess that kind of makes sense it's sort of yeah. like um yeah you have to form a community yeah um so he knows about bones's past oh my god and guess what he pulls the orphan card he pulls that right out and he slams that on the table oh right God. next to Dr. Goodman's big old dick. He was just like, hey, guys, I heard about this body. I want to find out if my is my dad. And they're just like, we can't come in on an ongoing investigation. And he goes to Bones, aren't you an orphan? <laughs> Too? Like, shouldn't you understand me? And you're like, uh. He is constantly trying to talk about bond her with her Ugh. about their status as orphans that's why i hated him so much and was and angry at him like, from the beginning it just kept on like literally like five times in this episode it's just like well because like every other time he would turn to her and be like you of all people should understand and you're like like maybe this isn't the part of like she isn't defined by this as you yeah. clearly are yeah um so well i was also disturbed by this scene because i was like why are they all in a restaurant why Why were they talking at the Jeffersonian and then somehow he transitioned to them eating dinner at a restaurant and he came with to yeah, continue the conversation? I don't know why they all just casually got Chinese food. Yeah, like, I just was really confused by that. Oh, is it maybe because he wasn't supposed to know about the bone fragments so they didn't want him... But, like, they could just close yeah. the doors to her office. Why not just, like, interview him at the place where Listen, crimes are solved? they only have, like, three different sets. They want to use them. They were getting bored. I just couldn't. I was so distracted by that. Like, watching Booth, like, get some sauce for his food and, like, uncap the bottle. And I was just like, wait, why are you eating dinner? This conver- It's like that thing you brought up early on where it's like they have a conversation that starts in an elevator but continues in the car mm-hmm. and then at the scene of the crime. And there's no way the conversation was long enough yeah, no. to extend through all of that sequence. They do that again. Yeah. When with the whole Zach and Booth thing, like there's a Zach and Booth moment and then Booth and Bones got into a car and then they're at another person's yes. house. So clearly there's a long car ride and then she's bringing it up again. Right. Even though you would have immediately, you would have talked about it as you were walking through yeah. the Jeffersonian, as you got into the car, right. during the car ride, like you wouldn't bring it up again. Yeah. It was that, it was like they started a conversation, but it ended at a Chinese restaurant and I didn't yeah. understand why. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Whose <laughs> idea was it? <laughs> Who paid? I was like, why bother? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I did appreciate that as soon as Jesse brings up her orphan status, oh Booth was like, hey. Yes. We're not getting into this here. Like, that's off limits. Right. Which I was like, oh, that's very sweet. She's very protective. Yes. Um, you know, between defending her orphan status and putting a gun in a gangster's mouth, what's not to oh love about this God. man? It's like one episode, he's like flying off the handle, erratic, violent, aggressive. This episode, he's like, let's not touch, let's not broach this emotional subject. Yeah. Um, so Jesse gives Bones like all these files that he has about his dad's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and after he leaves, Booth agrees to help with the case, saying that he'll help by, like, fudging kind of the reason why he has to be there with his boss. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... Is that, like, a thing? Don't my theoretical tax dollars pay your theoretical salary? In which yeah. case, maybe don't do this, but whatever. I mean, it was also annoying to me because I was like, okay, she's clearly, like, skeptical because that's her character. She's skeptical to a point, but she's also clearly being, like, 
charmed by this Jesse guy and yes. I was just like immediately She's irritated. Very emotionally manipulated yeah. in this episode. I was not I just I my my what do you call it? Your haunches? What your hackles? The thing where you're like something's up and you feel threatened. I immediately had that response. I was like, no bones, stop being such a dumb bitch. Like what are you oh, doing? <laughs> I was like, watch out for this guy. Um so the I wrote three stooges tell Bones that the sixth body was a five foot ten white twenty something. Oh my girl. god, that scene was ridiculous. They think she is a sex worker. Zach, of course, doesn't get the fact that that's what she is, and then he calls her quote in flight entertainment because I don't know. He's just starting to understand the world apparently. Then um, they discover that the bone fragments are of a middle-aged man who in their can't f- remember how they figured out but they figure out that the they've been sitting on the golf course for about five years which is the exact yeah. amount of time i don't remember either that jesse's dad went missing and she recruits her little crew to secretly kind of help her with this even though they've been told not to and zach is very uncomfortable um and then she goes to a diner a different place now to update Jesse. Well, and one thing about that exchange, too, mm-hmm. when she's starting to be like, okay, guys, here's the thing. I want to investigate this other body. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be in on this, we all have to, like, basically get together and deceive Dr. Goodman. Right. And Hodgins is, like, in from the beginning. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm in. I'm in. He's being really annoying about it. Yeah. And I appreciated that Angela basically shut him down. She's like, we get it. You're a rebel. And I was like, you know what? Hodgins is been really annoying like this part of him has been kind of annoying as a character and i feel like they were starting to like have angela like make fun of him more and it was like was it just to relieve the annoyance from the audience so that we could at least have like a surrogate in the show just telling him to shut the fuck up every once in a while <laughs> yeah that part of him slowly goes away i feel like i i don't yeah. i i mean he it must because i remember really liking him as a character but oh, maybe yeah. i also blocked changes. it out immensely mm. um later in the show where he becomes incredibly likable and like yeah like a, very sweet yeah and a very team player and whatever there were a couple instances this episode where i was just like you're disgusting same i can't wait same, for you to same, get same. better so and then angela gets tasked to go construct a schematic and i laughed <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like take these bone fragments of which there are literally three yeah. and bones was like take this one that we think is from the skull and compare it to a picture of this guy's dad Mm -hmm. to see if you think it could have been part of his face. Really, it could have been part of any man his size? any person's face. But she was just like, yeah, she's like, thanks, boss. (laughs) Count me in, boss. Oh, God. Um, So uh, Booth doesn't like jesse because he's made a living off the disappearance of his dad um bones shuts him down um oh bones shuts down jesse and is like listen i don't want to bond with you over my orphan like status like yeah i was so grossed out it was yeah. also like flirtatious it wasn't even just it wasn't even Ugh. just a like hey you and i had this shared experience please have sympathy for me so help me it was like weirdly flirtatious it was Dislike. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so they're looking. Then they're back at the Jeffersonian. They're looking at the bone fragments. And Dr. Goodman walks in. And Zach freezes up and is very awkward. 
Um, and they just have to cover their tracks. Um, they discover that uh, Max Kane, who is the father, the disappeared father of Jesse Kane, um, he at the time of his disappearance had a girlfriend. And so she is the main suspect. And they go to... And she's living in his house yeah. still, which is fucking gross. I did not get that at all because that was basically why they said she was such a um, like a prime suspect. Like yeah. after his disappearance, she stayed in the house and was continuing to use his money yeah. in his accounts. And he was very wealthy because he was some sort of finance guy. He was an so, like investment banker. Yeah. Guy. So yeah. she's basically been living in his house for five years, spending his money. And what they discover when they finally go see her is that she's also, like, got a new boyfriend now, yeah. but they're all just still living in that house. And I'm just like, wait, is that – that's not how the law works, right? Like, just because they were dating and possibly she might have been living with him when he disappeared doesn't mean she just gets to stay there, right? I I had the same thought, but I think he mentions that he won't be declared, declared dead until seven years after he disappears. But so that's they not have to- her house. But they have to kind of go under the assumption, I guess, that he's just missing. And if right. she was there before, you can't... They have no reason to kick her out. So it's like she was living there... Because I think they referenced at some point that they've been together for a while. Like maybe like at least a year or something. So if she'd been in this long-term relationship and they're living together. And he just... If he just, say, like walked out on yeah. her and didn't claim any of his yep. shit, why shouldn't she have a claim to staying there is basically the point. I don't think there's any legal way mm. for the government to kick her out. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. If, especially if he's not dead. I think once he's declared dead after seven years, then it becomes like. Right. Uh, well, the son, you know, who gets the stuff and then it becomes like a son. Yeah. 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 Thing. Like an inheritance thing. Yeah. I will say she's very pretty. Yeah. She's also very young. Yes. Looking. Yes. Um. And it turns out she tells them that Jesse was actually cut off financially by his dad because he <laughs> he was at NYU and uh, he was just partying it up and the dad yeah. got mad. And I was just like, five years ago, supposedly, he was at NYU. I wrote the exact same thing. I was like, this bro looks like he is 37. Is Jack. he in grad school? Because what the fuck? There's no way he is. And he, say he was even a senior at that point. He would have been 27. 27. And he is not 27. Jack, I literally wrote that <laughs> verbatim. I was like, about five years ago, I'm supposed to believe this guy was at NYA. So he's in yeah. his late 20s. And I was like, no, he's basically almost 40. Yeah. I Okay, I'm glad I... Because no. I was like, am I... I stopped and just paused it and looked at him and was like, no. I, I'm... Was too late to actually look into the age of the actor and what, you know, how old he would be. I don't care. They should have done a better job casting then. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think they had to get someone, because if they got someone young, then the flirtation wouldn't make any sense. They got someone older, but then the timeline doesn't make any sense, but they just hoped that (laughs) nobody would notice. But you know what's wacky about that is why did they have to make the backstory be that he was in NYU why couldn't they just say he was, he was a playboy a young kid living off his dad's money mm-hmm. fucking around that's it call it a day man he also could have just not had a romantic thing for bones or I mean, he could have and she would have been like haha you're so you're a baby yeah you're seven and get away there are a million ways they could have made this yeah. not bad <laughs> and they like, didn't so many easy small tweaks in yeah. literally one line of dialogue would have eliminated this weird thing yeah. it was very because I I paused because I was like, wait a minute. I did too. I literally stopped. I was like, there's no way. No, not at all. 
<laughs> oh lord so um then there is a secret meeting to talk about uh the bone fragments which they realized were uh previously frozen and then the person was dismembered and then fed to a wood chipper mm. Um, and then Jesse talks to Bones and Booth and says he doesn't mention the fact that he had been cut off financially because he knew that would make him look suspicious and that he, oh no, he doesn't see that. He says that he was like, I know I didn't kill my dad. So why would I waste your time having you investigate me? Yeah. Thanks for doing us that favor. So that's the (laughs) thing that a murder would say. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um... I also, like, during this period, I think they had an exchange, like, well, why are you doing this, basically? Mm. And he was basically kind of making an argument about how, like, he knew he had disappointed his father in life, so he Mm -hmm. wanted to, like, make it up to him and show him, like, so that his dad is proud of him now. You know, and then Bones literally says, your father is dead. A dead person can't see anything. (laughs) And I just laughed super hard. I missed that, and I'm sad that I did. Yeah. I was like, ha classic Bones. (laughs) Um, then he want he asked to see the bone fragments mm. and I was like, that's weird. And then I sat back and tried to put myself in this position of like, if my God, if my mom had ever disappeared, I would have, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. And right. then if I thought that, I guess if I thought that they had really found her and this is all you had left and that was all I had left, I guess, yes, I guess I would want to see them. But also, it's not like I'm looking at my mom. Right. I had the exact same thought because I was like, that's a weird thing to add. And this is also because, like I said, my suspicions about him were running high. So everything he did, I was like scrutinizing. And then I was like, what a weirdo. Like, what is he going to do? And then I was like, is he going to like turn on the waterworks or whatever? And he did obviously look very emotional when he finally saw the bone fragments. But I was kind of like, what is this? Is this another ploy to do something? Um, But yeah, no, I had the exact same thought where I tried to think to myself, I don't know that I would need to see them in the middle of an active investigation, especially when they had not yet been confirmed. Right. Afterward, yes. Yeah. Yeah, But it's definitely something where I would want the remains afterwards to like kind of like, yeah, like somehow help me. If not bury or memorialize or whatever, intern somewhere. Intern? Inter? Inter. Inter. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't want to put your mom in a camp? Is that what you're saying? Hi. I want to sign her up for an internship. <laughs> I'm a big fan of unpaid labor. <laughs> your own version of Robert De Niro's film, The yes. Intern? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. So then um, <laughs> Jesse keeps trying for the 800th time to connect with Bones, and then she shows him her file on her parents. Yes. That she just has lying around in her office. Oh, my gosh. And he asks about getting someone to invest. Like, how, you know, he makes her feel bad, which is shitty. Of like, I know. I hated that, too. Like, be- as if the only way to deal with it is his way, which is throwing himself into it and making that his Making your life. entire life about it. Right. Um, and she was like, she unfortunately had to be defensive and was like, well, I, you know, I've just been in a lab, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which I will say, though. 
uh, categorically untrue. You've told us in multiple episodes how you're all out in fucking El Salvador yeah. at 9-11. Always in the field. You've not been in the lab. That's You've true. been in the field for oh a very God, long time. Oh my God, you're so right. She literally says, I, it's only been recently that I started doing field work. Right. You're so right. You're full of shit. I didn't even notice that. You've been in the field all the time. Well, I guess it's that she wasn't actively investigating crimes in the right. field. She was just looking at remains after the fact to identify victims. Right. But you're still working with teams to investigate stuff? (laughs) I mean, I feel like the other thing that this guy was totally missing was, um, A, she was 15 years old when her parents disappeared. She's not like she had the means. She was alone in the foster care system. Presumably. (laughs) And he was some rich playboy. Who was either 22 or 30. Something. (laughs) Yeah. He, we know he came from money because yes. they talk about it a lot. Right. So it's like, yeah, because he was basically giving her a hard time because she gives him the file and he's like, wait, this is literally just your copy of the police like file. Because it's two sheets of paper and yeah. a picture. <laughs> he's like, all you have is the official file from the police. You never hired a private investigator. Right. You never did anything. Right. And, and it's just like, yeah, maybe she didn't have the money at 15 and to hire a private investigator. Some, like, I don't know that I would have necessarily thought of that because I would expect like, well, the cops did all they could. yeah and she, i think she even said that she's yeah. like i trusted the law enforcement to do their jobs yeah. and it's like yeah of course you're a child of course um and then she he asks her if she's ever showed the file to booth and then he tries to kiss her oh my god this is so frustrating and i was just like there is nothing romantic about no. this you are standing in her office that has glass walls right so everyone can fucking see he was you. like why haven't you done more for your missing parents and leaning for a kiss and let's make out <laughs> like it didn't make any sense who wrote this episode zach my response would have been a slap to the face and been like what the fuck and she just kind of leans back she's like this is where i work and i'm like that's not the right response here bones he's trying to mix up your feelings about your parents and guilt tripping you about your parents and then also like sexual desire (laughs) like what's this is gross i don't like jesse in case you can't tell (laughs) so based on this like seemingly talking about missing parents really gets Mess. him hot <laughs> under the collar I really like why do you get a boner every time you talk about your missing dad and her missing parents you fucking weirdo god i think i rewound this because i was so aghast at this interaction and i was trying to like piece together like what could have possibly motivated him to try and kiss her right then and so i was trying to think is that like because he was, again, giving her such a fucking hard time about her parents and not doing more and she was defending herself, I think she looked a little emotional and vulnerable, yes. rightfully so, because she right. was just kind of like, I, I didn't know what to do, right. you know? And then, so I don't know, I was like, was he trying to like, because he saw that she was hurt and feeling very vulnerable, he wanted it's to like, not like comfort her. like talking about an ex-boyfriend, you're talking about her missing, possibly yeah. dead parents well, and, and you're missing, possibly dead father. Lean in for a hug, bro. Just give a hug or like a pat on the shoulder, like a, a, yeah. a touch to the arm, like not a kiss. <laughs> Jesse's a creep. Um, so then just when that happens, Angela walks in and did you see her immediately look him up and down i believe it was a character choice and i was like yeah angela i don't think i did but i'm glad she introduces herself and then looks does a full-on just like head to toe and then back up yeah she was was very like uh what the fuck do you think you're doing Mm -hmm. it was great um he does not give a shit about her because she had walked in and given a file to (laughs) to bones that was her schematic oh my god That was just two pieces of paper with a very rudimentary drawing of a skull that had lines on it. And then, you know, the red place where the skull fragment would be. Right. It was literally a schematic 
of the skull and then they paper clipped a picture of his dad to it. Mm-hmm. So she had just been studying that schematic and the photo for like hours. Mm-hmm. And her conclusion when she came back was it's not not him. <laughs> Helpful. How, again, how much are you paid? Wait, you know what really blew my fucking mind after this? So then he, like, Jesse obviously gets excited because he's like, well, right. it's not not him. You can't rule him out. Right. So like this is, there's a good chance it's him. And then literally, I think Angela or I can't remember if it was Angela or Bones, but one of them says it and the other person doesn't disagree. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance it's him. And I'm like, no, all you know is that it's a white middle-aged male that was dead sometime around five years ago also, and that it's not not him also do you know who's on golf courses white, white middle-aged, middle-aged dudes that's just, all it is so it could just be a dude who dropped of a heart attack and they never found him. i could not believe that they were like it's a pretty good chance it's him it based on that of probably about 75 million people i like just do a missing person search for five years ago in that area yes. of white middle-aged men who probably have hundreds anyway but look we've seen them do this before angela comes in with some shitty drawing and they're like perfect id <laughs> so then they're back at the angela Tr- angela tron jesse lee's angela is showing bones and dr goodman what they already know which is like oh skull number three is the chinese guy skull yeah. number four is this person and then Hodgin inser- Hodgins interrupts him with the toxicology report, Ugh. which ends up being um, completely like it doesn't matter at all. It's like something in Viagra. Which I also wasn't a fan of like, oh, the Chinese guys had Viagra. That's yeah, that's cool. Thank you. The other guys didn't. The white guys didn't. Just the Chinese guys. Mm hmm. And then the girl had um, alcohol and cocaine. Well, and it was also just like they went, they were trying so hard because like, okay, not to spoil the episode, but this storyline has almost like little to no bearing on the point of this episode. It's just like in the background to give them a reason to defy Dr. Goodman, I guess. I have literally no idea why it's even in there. They should have just made this episode about the body on the fairway. Anyway, so like they're just there talking about how this girl's a prostitute like any mm-hmm. chance they can they're like no she's surely a prostitute no she's definitely a prostitute it's a cool and a way prostitute. to like mock women and uh, yeah. minorities which is cool i was just like i don't like why are we this story line doesn't need to be here and like they just keep making up this they like keep like making these little jabs like the geisha in the sky or they're like whatever like yeah which I'm was just also like, fucking gross yeah Fuck you and then oh yeah when she, they, somebody says that bones is like she was white i'm like thanks and yeah, I, I don't. If I, mean, I if I'm the woman who plays Angela, who is I believe half Chinese, I'd be like, oh hey writers, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Like, did someone did she date one of the writers and break up with him and now he's angry <laughs> and is just like writing this shit? Because like, what? Why are you taking these weird jabs? It was just so unnecessary. And then I guess well so and then they keep going further right because like it's, they were doing exactly what you described she would pull up one schematic of a skull and be like this is Chinese man one mm-hmm. pull up another this is Chinese man two so to show that they had identified right. all five people as they knew them to be right. and then she pulled up the sixth mystery skull of the mm-hmm. woman and like showed that her, she, she put her schematic on so you can right. see what she's believed to look like and Hodgins is like she was hot and I was like what the fuck and it's like it's happening right now it's also A she's dead she's dead She's dead. Like, B, this is a very cartoony image. Yeah. That is not even one of the detailed images yeah. that Angela can so often pull up. It's just right. like, and it's the most, 
I actually don't think it's a very attractive person that they're showing. Well, it's just when like they a bad turn her CGI. Head out, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's just a very plain, yeah. blonde white woman. Right. Like, Hudgens, you need to get laid, bro, because Jesus Christ, if this is what you're into. Right. Fuck. Yeah. It was just like a bland white lady face. Yeah. And it was cut off at the neck because it was just her head. Because again, she's dead. <laughs> She is a charred fucking so barbecued mad. skeleton on a slab right now. It was just like, why are they being so gross? Mm-hmm. And okay, like whatever. Like I, clearly, like I said, Hodgins throughout this sh- the last couple episodes, we've seen him say weird, suspect, gross, gross stuff. stuff so clearly him, this yeah. is just his character. But you don't need to choose these moments to like drive that point home about yeah. him. I get if they're trying to be like, we're building his personality. But like, do you have to do it about the dead person, the dead woman you keep calling a prostitute repeatedly? Like, and also, like, most women, I believe, who are sex workers, don't do that because they fucking enjoy it. Right. Because that's their line of work that they've chosen. Chances are, something, she had to do that. So it's a person who had to do this fucking awful job, who then had to entertain these gross men yeah. on a plane that crashed to the ground, yeah. and then she was lit on fire. Right. Maybe don't get a boner for that. No. You fucking weirdo. Oh. There's and also that, never an explanation about why the plane went down. You just made me think of that. Like, they don't, uh, spoiler well, they, alert, they don't solve the case. There's no reason why. Right. We never get an actual idea on the woman. No. They just end up realizing, like, now that we have a vague picture of her face, they just are like, all right, and here's, like, 20 women from the escort section of the of the want ads or Craigslist or something that could be her. They don't even and they do like that. Hand off, they no, just, wait, don't they, like, hand off the file and be like, it's one of these 600 ladies. Oh, maybe they do. It's, it's so in passing. Bones's suggestion is to compare her photo or compare the schematic or whatever to escort ads like yes yes, yes. i'm sorry no 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 if anything you should compare it to like women who've been maybe arrested for right. prostitution i mean but no but you're so right like they ba- they do like the bare minimum and also she's just a plain blonde white lady she's gonna look like eight million right. women it's just it was so and then yeah i think that's what i was remembering because like that so like somebody went off and did that and then they just came back and they're like here's a file of like yeah. 30 women it could be and they're like and that was the end of that story <laughs> it was so dissatisfying it was oh you know what it was that's why it also grossed me out because she had basically like once they saw her face from mm-hmm. the schematic angela created mm-hmm. bones was like zach okay she was delegating to everyone you oh, do this you do this yes, and yes, she yes. was like zach you check the escorts or whatever right, the hell right. records or something mm-hmm. and zach was like "Ooh, yay and he sounded like too enthusiastic and they make a joke about it he was like oh was that over enthusiastic and then later uh bones changes her mind she's like actually somebody else needs to do that because zach i need you to do this other really yeah. important thing instead and booth like is coming to pick bones up for a different part of the right, investigation right. and he overhears her saying like oh instead of the escorts go do this other more interesting thing and booth goes what's more interesting than escorts and i was like can every man in the show just cut their dick off right now and jump (laughs) off a cliff i was so angry like what is this it's so disgusting this isn't that show yeah they can be better yeah anyway sorry now i just got really mad thinking about that i was just so irritated um so yes bones and booth they go to question the guy so because they had known it was a wood chipper Booth had tracked down the actual wood chipper that was most likely used. (laughs) Which was like, okay. Yeah. Great. Um, 
And so Bones has Zach and Hodgins work on, what does she call it? The, to run dispersal patterns. Mm-hmm. Basically throw a frozen pig through this fucking wood chipper to see how things, how Splay the body everywhere. flies yeah. through and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, Angela will check the escorts. And so Booth had figured out who one of the guys was that has actually been one of the only people authorized to actually use the wood chipper. So he and Bones go to this man's house to question him. (sighs) And then at the house, the guy (laughs) runs out the back door. Yeah. And Bones, and so Booth is like, oh, he's going around the back. So they run down and then Bones, understandably so, follows Booth because in the past she's been told to stay back. Behind you, yeah. And instead he has her do what he has told her not to do in the past, which is run around the other side to get him. He used her as if she was legitimately his partner in in law enforcement or something. Which she is unarmed. No. She weighs probably 120 pounds. Yep. And then possibly the most unbelievable part of the show is when she stops this man who is easily six feet (sighs) tall, like probably 200 pounds. He's a big dude by just like a quick chokehold hit and then putting her tiny, probably size eight feet onto his chest. Not even his neck, his chest. She like uses like the flat part of her palm to basically punch him out in the windpipe. Yeah. And so that he like falls back in shock and then she like, does this ridiculous it reminded me of like the power rangers when yes, you used to watch that's exactly what it was because it's so obviously staged and poorly choreographed that looks so lame and fake and then she so she like does this crazy fake karate stance with her leg on his neck she loves that stance she's done it in multiple yes. episodes and i just like but i don't know why like normally it's not like it looks amazing usually no. but like it looks she looks so like bad this nerd. time yeah it was clear like and one and two and now step and put my <laughs> foot on his neck and hold like it just looks so dumb why do we watch this show? Because <laughs> we love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, um, meanwhile, everyone gathers around to watch the pig get fed through the wood, ch- wood chipper. And they make a point that it's all dudes. Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm a lady. Mm-hmm. If I know that a pig's going to get fed through a fucking wood chipper. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm gonna, watching that. I'm going to be out there, too. It's not just a dude thing it's a spectacle thing well this is just because you know it's everyone knows that show. gender roles are you know were the women all in a kitchen somewhere what the right. fuck yeah all the women scientists are like ew gross and all the guys scientists are like cool dude and then they go watch this happen <sighs> anyways <laughs> of course dr goodman catches them because he's not a fucking moron <laughs> and meanwhile um all they'd learn from ray whatever his name was ray sparks who they talked to the guy that bones punched out um was that he like visits the golf course bar yeah some weird thing about like some woman he's is he visiting a woman there or no i i I think i stopped paying attention karen who is the girlfriend oh she is a bartender there oh yeah, and the, he mentions also that like him and his brother live in this house because oh, because Booth is like, uh, how do you afford such a nice house on you know like a public worker's salary? Yeah. And he's like, oh, my mom left That's, it to me. Yeah, to him and, and his my brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, and then 
Oh, yeah. And then he mentions during the time that Jesse's dad died, mm-hmm. he was serving a DUI or something, right? Like that. Yeah, he was in he was in jail. Yeah. Um, so we're back at the lab and Dr. Goodman is pissed. And uh, he tells Hodgins what's up and he threatens him and really gets in his face. Mm-hmm. And you can see Hodgins be like, at first be like, huh, yeah, right. And then be like, oh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they cut to when Dr. Hod- uh, Goodman is walking away, he has a little wry smile because he's like, oh, yeah, I really scared the shit out of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, which, good for you, Dr. Goodman. Yeah. He deserved it. I mean, he was right to be angry. Yeah. These people are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, we're back. <laughs> we're back to Jesse and Bones. And one of Jesse's lines is, "I'm like you. I need the truth." Here's the thing, though. That's exactly what Bones needs to hear because she says shit like that all the time. So he knew the exact right thing to say to her. Um. And then the team has figured out, she is talking to Angela after the wood chipper incident, and they figure out where the wood chipper would be placed on the golf course based on their their little experiment and where the pig bits ended up. Um, and Hodgins updates Dr. Goodman. I don't think it was even important, but I did notice during that scene, they were in Angela's office. And did you see the giant painting of like a looked like a, a man in like a very like a crucified type of? Uh, oh pose? no! I think I was really phoning it in at this point of the episode. Fair enough, um, <laughs> but I was like, oh well, that's creepy. Um, anyway, so Bones goes to Jesse's hotel to get the file back about her parents. Um. Oh, I think I forgot the part where they go back to like. Oh, they had gone back to, like, get other bone fragments because now they knew where to search. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because after the dispersal pattern Mm -hmm. test, they were like, we can look everywhere. We can look at this area, yeah. Yeah. And so after they do that, they realize, um, I guess that... Oh, they realize it's not Jesse's dad because they find evidence of basically a really slow growing bone tumor. Right. And they know based on looking at his dad's medical records that his last x-ray was two months before he disappeared. There was no sign. And because of the type of tumor it is, there's no way they can have a tumor of this size and Mm -hmm. density if it within just two months. Right. So it's definitely not his dad. I think they hadn't told him yet because then he goes to attack the girlfriend. Right. Um, He goes to confront her because... Because Booth is, like, still suspicious of him, right? So I think he purposely tells Bones, like, tell him how the the, the victim died. Right. right, right. So, so she goes through the gory details of, like, he was, like, frozen, dismembered, and then fed through a wood right. chipper. And then he becomes so emotional about it. So, yeah, it sounds like he just, like, was driven by rage to mm-hmm. go confront the girlfriend and got into a brawl with her boyfriend. Yes. So then... <laughs> After he's already attacked, then they had found the other bone fragments. They figure out that it wasn't his dad. Right. So Booth and uh, Bones both go to the jail where he's being held to tell him basically that it wasn't. And so while they're chatting in the car. Oh, boy. Um, Booth, that's when he Booth talks about, like, sometimes we have to be really tough on people to kind of get the truth out of them. 
And she asks Booth if he thinks that Jesse did it. He's like, no, I don't actually think that he did it. And he's like, do you think that he did it? And she's like, no, I know he doesn't. He didn't do it because of what we just said about the tumor thing. But she says, and so Booth kind of gets a chuckle out of that because she asked him, even though she already knew the answer. And she said, poking and prodding, I learned from the best. And then, like, pinches Booth's cheek. cheek. Yep. And I was just like, that is so out of character for you. Is this how you flirt? I also just wanted to say, she was like, no, I know he didn't do it because the body's not his dad. Mm. That doesn't mean he didn't actually kill his dad. That just means this body that they found That's isn't true. his dad. That's true. So this whole weird train of thought of like because the body of the remains that we found weren't his dad means he's not a killer that is not a logical conclusion to make and then she was framing it as like yeah i just want to like test your gut ha 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 because he was saying like i'm i know this based on my gut feeling that he didn't do it right and i was just like y'all are both morons (laughs) like none of this he could have easily killed his dad and just true yeah doing a really good job pretending yeah um so they tell Jesse it's not his dad. Who cares? <laughs> Booth figures out that it was actually Ray who killed that the person whose bones were found in the golf cars. Course. Oh my God, Jeff! What is this accent? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Do I need to call an ambulance? Um, that it was actually Ray's brother who was found on the golf course. And that Ray killed him because he wanted to get the house that the mother, he mentions that the mother had left for him and his brother. He was literally like, who's another white middle-aged man that we've heard of recently? Mm -hmm. Oh, Ray's brother. I'm like, will anyone check a database of missing persons? Will anyone? Um, So before they're about to leave, Zach says to look for a large freezer. And of course, while they're searching the house... They find, they a, large find a large freezer because even though it's been over five years, presumably, right. he has not gotten rid of the freezer. He's also not bothered to He's not clean, clean it, the freezer because when they open some it, fucking bleach on the blood stains. <laughs> they find because the whole point was like part of the part of when they went back and searched the golf course after mm-hmm. the dispersal test, they ended up finding many more bone fragments. Right. One of which was like included a fingernail or something. Uh, yeah, like a part of a finger. Yeah. yeah. And so like they found polyurethane stuck mm-hmm. under the fingernails as if somebody had been scratching at something. Mm-hmm. So when they went to go search Ray's house again after they realized it was his brother that died, um, they were like, oh yeah, um, he must have been scratching his way out of the freezer so he must have been alive. And so they even find the blood marks from all the scratching and the, another fingernail a big old stuck fingernail into the side of the freezer. Yeah, like after five years, at least clean up the evidence. Like you bothered to dismember and wood chipper the body, but you just left the freezer right there unclean. Throw it out. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Or, or wipe it down, wipe bro. It, or wipe it down and throw it out. <laughs> if they had not found that, they wouldn't have gotten them. Right. It He's just a dumb dumb. was so very strange. It was very convenient. Um, and then uh, also like, so the freezer it was still like on, right? So had he frozen some meats and whatnot? In has he had he yeah. used that freezer? He's been since? actively using this freezer this whole time. He's just like that blood and fingernail. That's fine. Not a problem. Um. So they go. Bones goes to tell Jesse. Hey. We got the guy. It's not your dad. Blah, blah, blah. He hugs her. I want to be like, get away. You get away from her. Yeah, they have a moment. And I'm like, Bones, 
Stop. <laughs> He's 27. <laughs> At best. But we also think, didn't we look this up? Like, just figure out how old she was at the beginning of the show. And she also be around that same age. Would she? Well. I can't remember what we found. I remember thinking the way that she looks and what would make sense for how prominent she is in her field. She should be much older. Right. Yeah. But I think we did some math based on something you know the episode where her old grad school professor came and it yes, was like all weird that's right we ended up doing some math and then like googling how old she was as an actress when she started the right. show and she was like 28 she didn't look 20 maybe he was a super senior <laughs> <laughs> so then they go back to the chinese food place when booth asks how jesse took the news <laughs> Bowen says, like an orphan. And I was just like, what does that mean? You know what made even less sense? Booth follows that up with, wow, that was really poetic. What does that mean? So she then asks Booth to take a look at her parents' file. And he does. And he finds a picture of her when she was little. And she was very cute. And that was clearly actually a picture of her yes, when she it looks was a like kid. Very cute. And he's like smiling at her. Yeah. So this is, yeah, like he said, the beginning of that thing. Because it's like they and have a touching moment. she sees him smile at the picture of yeah. her. But the they movie. had that nice moment of like, I'm glad you asked. And like, yeah. you know, thank you for asking. Like, yeah. clearly a big bond and trust A big step in their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they never solved the goddamn case. <laughs> so they never solved the motherfucking case. Neither here nor there. Who is this blonde woman? I don't know. What's going to happen politically? No idea. You should be in trouble with Dr. Goodman. You should all be suspended. What What was the point of this episode if you didn't solve the case? Yeah, you know what's really weird about it is that Dr. Goodman singled out Hodgins to give that really intense speech to, that threatening speech to be mm-hmm. like, you think you can fuck around and disobey me like that? Like, guess what? I'm pettier than you realize. Right. Why did he do that to Hodgins and not to, like, to both? I feel like maybe he just sees how gleeful... Hodgins is they were clearly all doing it he knew it he called them on it they were all sheepish about it like if he should know like the big problem is that the boss of this okay, team yeah she undermined clearly, him completely yeah. yeah like you should have words with her listen I hear you I, I, I don't it was a frustrating episode yeah I mean case wise I was like not I was annoyed and I hated Jesse mm-hmm. but that maybe just means that it was really good because they created a character that was so compelling that I hated maybe. him so much. Maybe. But I liked the personal stuff because I liked the Bones and Booth relationship getting a little bit more time. Me too. I did like that. I didn't understand the Zach thing. I don't know if we ever explained it. It's like Booth just openly ignores him when he talks to him. <laughs> so like Zach will be trying to hold a normal conversation, you know, by Zach standards, doing pretty good. Like yeah. even by normal people standards, doing yeah, perfectly fine, fine just yeah. telling him details about the case. And then Booth will just openly ignore him and not make eye contact and then turn and talk to a different person in the it's group. It's incredibly rude and it's, hurtful. It's literally psychotic. It would make me cry. Right. It is so <laughs> insane. And then somehow he's managed to convince Zach that it's like a thing he's doing because that's how male bonding works as if Zach is so stupid and understands so little about human interaction that he can be convinced that outright cruelty is actually like friendship bonding um and then like every once in a while when he does deign to respond to zach zach is like can we do is, is this gonna mess up our bonding and i'm like this is just you're making you're you're i call this abusive up front and i stand by it <laughs> this is insanity you can't do that to a person it's not 
a way in which I would ever treat another human. Even if you hated someone, you know you have to work with them long term. This is going to be a long-standing professional relationship. Like, figure out a better plan. And then everyone else sees him do it and they laugh and smirk knowing that it's like this thing Booth is doing intentionally, but like they think it's all hilarious and just like harmless. And I'm like, this isn't harmless. He's openly disrespecting your colleague. Like, what? And he's making an effort to be less of a weirdo, which you treat with such disdain. Yeah. So if he's trying to be more normal like you, maybe help him out a little bit. I think at one point Bones even says that in the beginning. She's like, you know, he's just trying to be part of the real world. You can help him. Yeah. And Booth just kind of like blows that off. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Anyway. Dudes. Oh, well, you know my dude, because we just had an extensive conversation about him last night. But I had watched um, this dumb rom-com on Netflix like a while back called Love Wedding Repeat with um, esteemed English actor <laughs> Sam Claflin. Um, the movie itself is meh, meh, meh. Like nobody needs to watch it. But he is absolutely adorable in it. And he's really good because it's one of those like it's not like a um, like a time a weird time travel movie, but it's like you see many different outcomes of one storyline. Mm-hmm. So he has to play multiple different things, and he's like oh, very okay. good and very convincing. And I think as like a rom com lead, he's I just find him personally adorable, and he's so dorky and endearing in the movie. So I was like right up my alley. Um, and then I saw him in something else that I can't remember around that same time, and I forgot to bring him up. I think on this podcast, which is a crying shame. <laughs> and then recently, I was just on vacation, and I took a flight, and on the flight, I watched my cousin Rachel which he is in and he is great in it and then i just remembered how much i adore him and so yeah my guy is sam claflin so and so i recommended you watch enola holmes because mm. he plays a very good mycroft holmes <sighs> i gotta get that yeah i gotta watch and that. then you get to watch him and henry cavill looking yeah so good right 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 the Oof. most unbelievable Sherlock Holmes ever. <laughs> Listen, he could be into fitness. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm definitely going to watch it. And I'm only going to watch it for not Enola Holmes. You could literally just. Uh, you could totally just fast forward. I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll finish the movie tonight in about 15 minutes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter's in it a little bit. And I really, Ooh, fun, fun. I really like her. Yeah. Um, my guy who I forgot about last time in my little group of Asian men who I'm into Ooh. is, um, his name's Justin Min and he mm. it plays, oh God, now I'm forgetting his name. Um, he's in the Umbrella Academy. <gasps> What's his character's name? Oh, I don't remember. The Why one that's dead? Yeah. Why can't I remember his name? I feel like it begins with a J. Oh wait, I'm surprised that you like him. Ben. Ben Hargreaves on the Umbrella Academy. I mean, at least in these photos. Yeah, but he looks a little bit more... Yeah. He's not a very um, macho masculine looking dude, which I feel like is normally what you go for. True. He's more of like a cute hipster boy. But God, is is he he Korean? Min? That's probably Korean. I want to say yes, but I don't know. Um, So, yeah. Yep. He yes, second-generation Korean-American. I like a Korean boy. He looks very Korean. <laughs> oh, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like he looks very Korean. Um, uh, Yeah, I think he's adorable. I he agree. seems lovely. Uh, I'm into it. Um, between Han and Justin Min. 
How dare you make me choose? I'm so sorry to even do this to you. Oh, God. This is a real Sophie's choice. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know what you're going to go with, though. I think you're going to think that I'm going to go with Han. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. Are you not? I think I might go with Justin. Oh, my God. I'm shook. (laughs) He's so cute. But he's so boyishly cute. And Han's a man. This is true. Han's also much older, though. I will yes. say that. And I don't know if that because I think that comes Min into play for you sometimes. 30. Okay. You often think about those things and I don't really pay attention I'm to that stuff. I'm weirdly practical. Right. But I just, I, even though I like uh, Hans, which is not his real name. <laughs> oh my God. We can't even bother to learn his name. We're such assholes. Um, even though the guy who plays Han is much taller. Like, I like his physique more because he's taller and he's got, like, broader shoulders. But I think Justin Min is generally just so gosh darn cute. His name is Sung Kang. Sure. Him. Uh, I just think Justin Min's little face is just so darn cute. Okay. You know what? That's fine. You know? I understand. I'm shocked, but I understand. If I could put his little face on Han's body. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a day I'd have. Uh, I don't... I didn't think of a hypothetical. I tried to come up with one, but I actually couldn't remember if we'd already done this one before. And then I was, like, going in circles about it. Give it to me. Maybe I'll have a different answer. Okay. So, if you found a book hmm. that was actually the book of your life... Oh, no. Would you... Oh. read it all the way through to the end with a caveat that you can't actually change like the fundamental things that happen. Like maybe you can change the small things day to day that happen in between, but like big ten poles of like, you know, people in your life passing away or like relationships ending or starting or whatever. Like those big tent pole moments don't actually change. Would you read it all the way through to the end? Um, no, I don't think I would. I would have to throw it into the ocean <laughs> because otherwise I would be too tempted. Yeah. And I think whenever, not that there's ever been a situation remotely close to that, but. Oh, you didn't find a magical book of your life? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Like thumbing through a thrift shop or something or like a used bookstore. It's like a dusty old bookstore <laughs> I found under a pile of books. But I feel like whenever I've looked ahead at anything even just very practically, if I want to know the end of a book or something, like I'm always disappointed and regret doing it. Mm -hmm. So I can't even imagine. I think if I were to, as I, even if everything, say it was great. Yeah. I meet someone amazing. I have a great family. I have a dream job. I would, as I lived that life, I would constantly be questioning what I was doing if, what I was doing would get me to there or like, what if I do something weird? Like I would question it constantly. And so I would just rather wait, meaning like it gives you a sort of like a crisis about like how in control you are of your own life. Because I, well, I guess I assume like, you know, when you're reading it that you can't change it. Yes. But I still, I don't know. I think I would still, Because if small things can change, you know what? I think part of me would be like, what if I don't deserve this? And if, what if I do something that 
I think is wrong, but I still end up with this good thing, hmm. then I would be upset with myself for it. I have a lot of guilt about I don't even know what. Huh. And I definitely wouldn't want to know how I die. Right, right, right. What about you? That's interesting. I mean, I don't think I would have that sense. Um, I think I think I would read to the end, but I think it would probably. You would. Yeah, I would. I just. Wow. I didn't see that coming. I'm too anxious of a person. You know this. Yes. I'm too. Um, I don't think I have like a lot of fear of the unknown in the sense that like it doesn't like freak me out. To me not know. Like it's like there's a lot of things in my life that I'd say right now. I don't really know what's going to happen. Like totally. I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in the next five years. Like I don't have a really clear thought out no, path for myself and that's fine. But I think to a certain extent like I would really just want to know how it all shakes out. And if I know that I can't actually affect the fundamental outcomes of like the big things. It gives you some freedom. It's it, Yeah. It's like almost not like comforting but at least yeah, I know though, it's yeah. like. I think it's kind of like the sense of like, just rip the bandaid off. Like yeah. I just, I want to know everything good. I want to know everything bad and just get it over with. And then at least as like a very, um, like the planner in me, right. I guess you could say it's like, I want to know like, okay, so like say I find out like my mom dies in five years, mm-hmm. then like, I think within the construct of this hypothetical, then I'd be like, I'm going to like quit my job and spend the next five years traveling with my mom. I can't change the fact she dies in five years, gotcha. but b- between now and that time, yeah. like I want to do everything I can possibly do with her to like, and I think it would be very um, confusing because I don't believe in God. Like I don't right. believe in Same. this concept of destiny. Same. I really am a person that believes that like you have choice and free will and yeah. that kind of dictates what happens Absolutely. in your life. So it would definitely be, I think really disturbing to confront this idea that like, actually this is how it's just going to end up and literally there's nothing you can do to change a lot of these things from happening especially the bad things right like that would be very frustrating i'm sure and i wonder if i might even like yeah like if i find out again like my mom's gonna die in five years from cancer i wonder if that would make me on the one hand want to live life to the fullest with her but on the other hand become crazy in other ways where i'm just like like I'm always like watching what she eats and like really getting on her case yeah, about going yeah. to the doctor and being like, you know, doing this or doing that. And because like I think especially just at anything that relates to death, like certainly in American culture, like I don't think we have a super healthy relationship with death. Not like at all. people Not cling at all. to life through the most miserable circumstances, yep. like and stand life support for mm-hmm. you know decades. And it's like this very difficult thing. And it's of course understandable. But mm-hmm. I wonder if that would make me swing in the other direction because I can remember like not to get like (laughs) weird but like when my grandmother died Mm. she died from cancer and it was a very long drawn out thing and like it was very difficult because like she had to go on chemotherapy for many rounds and ultimately like a metastasized and all that so it was like painful right 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 and and just the chemotherapy itself was painful because she was like 80 something years old at that point she's not like taking it easy right (laughs) so i can remember like my aunt later like many years later we were randomly having this conversation and my man my aunt was basically her primary caregiver when Mm -hmm. she was going through this so she was like really up close and personal with everything yeah um and i just remember her being like you know what if i ever get diagnosed with cancer like your grandmother i just won't treat it like i would just be like i'm gonna live out the rest of my life the best that i can and go from there because that was horrible suffering. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, huh, that's really an interesting take. Like, I don't know if that's true because, like, she has children and I think it might make her think twice. Totally. But, yeah. Anyway, so all this to say is, like, I think when it comes to issues of death, I would want to know. But I don't know if my reaction would be what I want it to be. Mm. But I hope that it means that I would be able to 
you know, do more things that I should be doing hmm. if I weren't always so distracted by things that don't actually matter, like like work or whatever yeah, the yeah. fuck. Interesting. That is definitely not the answer I expected from I you. I just want to know. I, I would want to know, like, do I need someone? And why? I'm just, I just want to know. I think that would comfort me to just not have to worry about it then. I, you know what? I, I think I would want to read. Would you read mine? <laughs> no. Really? Because I, oh my God, I could cry just thinking about it. I would be devastated if anything happened to you. Oh, oh my God. If you're like, oh she God. dies in two days. <laughs> she dies from McDonald's overdose. I'd be like, no. I just smacked the Wait, nugs. did you read recently that a man died from eating too much licorice? <laughs> he literally ate a pound and a half of licorice every day for like two weeks and he just died. Oh my God, I'm going to be dead so soon, Zen. You don't need to read a book. Wait, what if you picked up your book and you didn't read it, but it was so thin? <laughs> or what if you pick it up and you just see a lot of blank pages <laughs> toward the back and you're like, uh-oh. Because like, like, everyone has this book. It's all the same size because for everybody. Because they can't like, give away anything. Right, yeah. but some uh, large portions of it are blank. <laughs> or no, wait, you open it and the font's just enormous. <laughs> and it's Comic Sans. I'm like, fuck this life. It's size like 60 for blind it just people. It says one page is a letter just spells out you are dead now. And I'm just like, I close the book and I'm just done. I think I agree. I Do I have the option of only reading for like the next 10 to 15 you can, years? Yeah, you can basically just stop whenever you want. I guess the main, oh, okay. the main point of the question is to know, would you read beyond today? Because I would... If <laughs> you want to just know what happens at the end of 2020, is that it? Yeah. Oh wait, you just read to know who wins the election. Oh god. <laughs> you see, you you see me have my book. You see me read it. Just to that Your point face goes ash, and then I just pull uh, Tom in from Game of Thrones and just walk to the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just, just set your crown aside. Yeah. Just, <laughs> watch the world burn. Um. I, w- I would find it incredibly freeing to know whether or not I meet someone, whether or not I have children, and whether or not I change a career. Oh. Because then if I knew you're not going to meet someone, yeah, you're not going to have kids, okay, well... Yeah then I'm going to start spending some money. Right? Because, <laughs> like, I don't... I'm not going to have any dependents or anything. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I can move somewhere. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, that would actually... I might be sad about it. Right. But it would give me the freedom to do a lot of things. Or if I was like, you're going to have five children, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I better start saving <laughs> save, now. Save, save, save. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel that vacay. I feel like that's the thing about it, too. Like, it's such a double-edged sword, right? And it also really depends on who you are as a person. And then there's also even it's just a distinction between how you wish you would react, but how you would actually react. Oh, yeah. So it's like, absolutely. I would like to think that, like, it would ultimately benefit me to know. Because I think fundamentally, like I said, being an anxious person, mm. I think it would fundam- ultimately, all things being equal, I think it would be to my benefit to have... To know which doors get closed. Yes. To just like, just like you said, just like know the answer. If it's yes or it's no, whatever, just there know the answer. There are five paths in front of us. Yeah. It'd be nice to know like, oh, you don't one take the last one. Yeah. Don't take the, you're just going to have to go down this one. Right. Cool. I can do that and deal with whatever 
comes with that. Yes. But at least if I know that that's the one I should be on, awesome. I mean, intellectually, I feel like it makes sense because for people like us, I think our immediate reaction is like, oh, well, then I know that I could... I can make the best of what I got. And that allows me the freedom to know that I can live my life to the fullest in X, Y, Z way. Right. But I think the other flip side of it is that's how I wish and hope that I would behave. But I think the alternate possibility is like, what if you don't like what you read? That's does it just make you feel no motivation and just kind of lose? Because also that's the other thing when you, that's the other thing that's kind of disturbing. It's like, if you know that that's how it's going to end up anyway, what what do any of your choices and actions matter then? Like, really, what difference does it make? And I feel like that's kind of the the part where the question falls apart, right? Because, right. like, if you just, like, fall into a deep depression and quit your job and just, like, don't do anything, like, then f- something must change, right? But right. I don't know. I guess it's kind of like, yeah, I guess it's sort of just, like, who do you think you are as a person? And I mean, listen, if I find out I'm never going to meet anybody, guess who's ordering some McDonald's immediately? Because oh, yeah. it doesn't matter what I look like. Right. And you can get off all the apps. You can just stop doing all this oh, bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I'm not on any because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like 20% on them. I like look at them occasionally and I try to match the people and then I like never start a conversation. <laughs> so it's equally pointless. Um, but yeah. All That's right. a good question. I Hmm. I feel like, though, it's funny that you say that, like, you wouldn't read mine. I don't know that I would read yours either, but I feel like I'd want to read other people's. I would hate to live with that information. I'd hate it. Mm. I would feel it to be such a burden. Because you just want the best for people. Yeah. And the idea of seeing a friend of mine make a decision that I think is not the best thing for them just hurts me so then if i knew the trajectory of their life and it wasn't great oh yeah i would just and i couldn't tell them that right so i just sit around being devastated for them that's true too because it's like well what about the circumstance where you read it and it's all bad news from there like it's just like 30 years of bad shit you know or even if it's just your typical up and down some things are good some things are bad like yeah what if uh one of my friends meets a great guy and they get married and they're in love and it's great. And then two years later, I found out that that person's going to, you know, be in a terrible car accident or something. Yeah. Like, you can't say it. Like, what do you, yeah. you can't be like, you should really make the best of this with, with <laughs> Live Charles. Two years. <laughs> Quit your jobs and go travel. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's true. It would just, as someone who's also, I guess I'm, I think maybe I'm more anxious than I think I am. Um, as someone who's constantly trying to outrun or avoid stress it would just make me stress out yeah like the anticipation of it happening too that's you know what that's what it is it's the anticipation it's not so much my decisions because as you said you would just end up wherever it is you're going anyways but it's just like that lead up yeah be it good bad or otherwise like that would make me crazy like i hate I hate sitting in an airport waiting for my flight. Mm-hmm. And that's what that would be a lot of the time. And knowing 30, like, what if I found out I'm not going to meet someone until I'm 50? And then the idea of having to sit and fucking wait around. For like, six, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe I'd live it up. I don't know. But it's hmm. a good question. I liked it. You have not asked that before. Oh, okay. Because I was like, did we talk about this? No, no, not at all. That's a good one, though. <laughs> Oof. 
Maybe I shouldn't read it. <laughs> oh, so I was about to take out a book. <laughs> so you don't want... I'll just put this back. It's fine. I feel like I know myself. I wouldn't be able to control myself. I will read it. Interesting. Unless you literally come by and grab it out of my hands and throw it off of a cliff. I'm no, gonna because read it. you it's yours. You have every right to read it or not if you want to. What I would be worried about <laughs> is... You know what would happen is you would read yours and then you would tell me everything that's going to happen. <laughs> I and then I'd have to be there and be anxious with you. I can't keep a secret. And we'd both, I'd be like, guess what, Jax? <laughs> we'd both be living your life based on all of this. <laughs> that's so real. That's so real. Yeah. Sorry. And if it turned out to not be good, I would just be devastated for you. Although, at least if we knew... I knew I would be able to prepare to comfort you when yeah. and if anything happened or when, you know, celebrate with you when Teddy wins the Nobel Prize for he insert thing goes here. to Harvard, you know, president of the United for States, wins peace, Nobel prize. physics, whatever, yeah, all of that medicine. They, they come up with a new prize just for just him. Just for him. <laughs> That's the all Teddy of Nobel. His one. <laughs> just for being a great human. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like the ultimate spoiler right yeah like, well yeah hmm. good stuff i like that one <laughs> you know i actually thought more about the one from last week too because that oh, was yeah. like so in my head like what universe of tv show would you live mm-hmm. in and i realized today while i was watching bones i was like should i just live in bones <laughs> no because you'd murder all Wait, of them but think about it she's independently wealthy which is really what i wanted True. from dallas and then <laughs> She's well, a scientist. She gets to do things that, that are meaningful. She gets true. to solve crimes and like really be a force for good in the world, which Ooh. is why I want to be the charitable foundation person. And then you could uh, be David Boreanaz's Marry lady. a hot yeah, FBI hot agent. Like, you know, it's just such have a... Have a daughter. Oh, I forgot about Shit, that part. sorry. No, I, I remember yeah, that she's okay. pregnant. I just couldn't remember the gender. Yeah. But, um, you know, eventually every once in a while I'll have my life threatened by some crazy serial killer that wants to leave me flowers. Um, oh, yeah. The Victorian flower language guy. Remember when they got buried alive? Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> I really liked that episode. And her and Hodgin say goodbye to each other. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers, guys. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I was like, I genuinely you know was what? like, I don't, I think by the I way, because be it, too. it would be me, right? I wouldn't have to be as wooden and horrible and unsociable as her, right? It would be True. me living in her life. True. I could take her life yeah. and actually go hang with Angela at the club whenever she wants to. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! <laughs> yeah, and you could have a blast because Hodgins is rich too, so right. you could be like, "Yo, let's throw a party." I'm I'm a, a writer. That the idea of being a novelist sounds so fun because mm. I think I like writing. I don't actually know. <laughs> You'll find out, right? I I was sort of You'll horrified. like it more when you make a jillion dollars. It was a little disturbing to come to the realization today, but I was like, I think I want to be bones. <laughs> I mean, I find her job interesting. Yeah. She gets to go into the field. Right. Punch guys in the throat. Oh, yeah. P.S. I'm a low-key martial arts master and more jewelry than has ever been held in a single store. Oh, God. Do I have to be Angela? <laughs> you know what? I can Wait, be, can I bring you with me? I can be an overpaid artist. That's fine. Oh my God, Jax, your job is to literally be like, does this bone fit into this picture? I'm gonna, hey, you're going to write some code. You're going to become the next Elon Musk or like you're going to you're going to start the next startup that disrupts the 
app Here's space. the thing. I'm going to have to buy me an iPad and really start getting to know some programs. You're going to marry a bajillionaire. Oh, yeah. Hodges is cute. You love Hodges. He's got a good bod underneath Yes. That. You would tell him to cut his hair. I would immediately. You would spend his money. I would immediately cut that man's hair. <laughs> Your dad's from ZZ Top. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have a mysterious father. Yeah. You lived a so wild, crazy life. I mean. And you're. That's cool. Beyond reason, being paid a lot of money to work at the Jeffersonian to sketch. Love it. <laughs> I wish I was a good artist. I wish I had that skill. Jesus Christ. We solved it. We... No. It was in front of our faces, or rather my face all along. You don't seem... I don't know that you're totally sold on this, but yeah. I mean... I was like, this works so well for me. Because, <laughs> yeah, here's the... Because even in elementary... She doesn't meet anybody. She yeah. ends up being alone. She's alone. But she does have a son. Oh. Yeah. Although I think they do have a kid. Hodgins and Angela have a kid eventually. I think they do. Well, I mean. Oh, they do. Yeah. 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 So like, that's something. <laughs> I think Lucy Liu's son on elementary is cuter. <laughs> isn't important it's fine anyways yeah bones we should be in bones yeah you were right i'm glad we as much as we mock it that's where we belong or where we want to be it would be pretty cool we could hit up the chinese food place yeah the diner that they eventually ended yep. up at that diner looks great we live in dc which doesn't seem all bad all things considered listen we'll both be wealthy enough that yeah. we'll have very well well you'll live with the his literal mansion yeah and you'll live in a beautiful place yes in the suburbs of dc i mean again independently wealthy from all my best-selling novels they renovate a house it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) sounds great let's do this is it too late to go back to school for (laughs) forensic anthropology (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe that should be let's look into it yeah is that's (gasps) what if that's what's in my book Yeah. Anyways, on we that solved note. it. <laughs> Great. Mystery solved. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, check out the Instagram, which I swear one day I'll get to. <laughs> one day. When I find a man and become independently wealthy and then, you know, have the time to sit around doing Instagram stuff. <laughs> um, we will talk to you about the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>